Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Good day, beautiful human being. Thank you so much for being here. Today in Canada, it is Thanksgiving, and I am super grateful for you for giving me your time and attention. I hope that wherever you are in the world, that you're doing amazing, that you have all the things that you need, um, and that you are having an incredible life experience, and you feel empowered to create your reality, that you're feeling good, um, and you feel supported, sending you tons of love through the airwaves. Thanks so much for being here. In this episode, we have got part two with Rob. Robert Bonomo. If you listen to part one, obviously you know that we are diving deep, um, going through the path of self-realization with the 21 Faces of God. Uh, we speak about his documentary, which you can watch online. Um, so you're going to love this. If you love the first part, you're definitely going to love the second. Um, we talk about the the benefits of all religion and the downfalls of religion. We talk about the Holy Grail myth, um, how to be become aware of psychic frauds, um, understanding that you were the guru and how to use the tarot deck and uh, so much other stuff is in here. So uh, you're going to love this episode. If you want to support the show, please share this episode. Um, talk about it on social media. Uh, share it with your friends. Do all that kind of thing. But the best thing that you can do is take the kindness challenge. Just do one kind act today. That's it. And the challenge is doing three kind acts for a week and not tell anybody um and just a couple people started doing it so thank you so much if i get um you know hit up with 10 people a day doing uh the kindness challenge i will be stoked so please if you like the show take up the kindness challenge and just hit me up on social media on facebook or whatever uh, tag three friends to get them to do it as well worst case scenario you just do kind things for a week so you can pick up a piece of trash get someone's name that counts uh write a kind letter volunteer pay it forward there are so many different ways to do an act of kindness um, so do three kind acts a day for a week and uh, hopefully you will experience what I refer to as a universal wink where the universe goes, hey, there you go. You, you got the point. This is how you do it. Um, so yeah, so so much love for you guys who are taking that challenge and doing it. All of my love and respect. Um, you could also leave a review. Those help a ton. So please go leave a review um, on iTunes if you haven't already. And this one is uh, is from... Um, says 700 i'll leave out that word uh who both it i'm not sure what was going on there um, but it says incredibly detailed help i found out about matt belair from a youtube vid the second i heard him talk about his experiences i knew i was on a similar path his podcast has been super influential in guiding my spiritual growth it's so helpful to hear him describe his experiences and to be able to relate to them honestly this is how you can find the people that are that really know what they are talking about you learn to hear their truths even if you're not trying to have these superhuman experiences, I would recommend we all give it a try because just one makes you a more aware, caring person. Thanks, Matt. Hope you never stop. So I appreciate you leaving that review. And I also appreciate every single one of my patrons. You guys are amazing. Uh, Steve Bowman, 
Thank you so much for um, contributing. I really appreciate you and any other patron out there supporting me. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for making this possible. Uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair and hook it up if you wish. Uh, for those of you guys who want coaching, um, basically you're going to learn what I've learned and everything in peak performance, self-help, spirituality, consciousness, meditation, mindfulness, all that kind of stuff. Help you identify a clear vision from your heart, the best tools in how to get there, overcoming limiting beliefs, encoding the beliefs that we want um, and doing that from a state of fulfillment and kind of cutting through all the like illusions or delusions that your mind might be going through so that you can feel more aligned and if uh, that interests you uh, just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching happy to help out and um, yeah that's about that um, check out david lone bear Senapass, native american elder lone bears arts.com i've been supporting him as much as i can a truly incredible teacher with incredible knowledge so please check him out support him uh, get some of his jewelry jewelry uh handmade vibrational jewelry it's bonkers um art he's just he's something else so go support him and i think that's it so oh yeah sign up for the email list and if you want a free lucid dreaming just go forward slash lucid dreaming so mattbelair.com forward slash lucid dreaming and you'll get an audio and an ebook otherwise just the email list and we can stay in touch so there you go that's it um let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we get into this so wherever you are in the world just taking a deep breath in through your nose Hold that breath and just set the intention to come to total peace and coherence now, mind, body, and spirit. As you let that breath out slowly with all the cares, all the worries of the day, just letting them go. Taking another deep breath in through the nose. Hold that breath and just feeling even more peace, even more presence, and even more gratitude now. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking in one more deep breath in through the nose. Holding that breath and just feeling totally at peace, confident, at ease, connected to spirit, to your own power, to your own connection, realizing that you are incredibly powerful, perfect, amazing, just as you are, that you are connected. Just let that breath out slowly and just let this energy and this feeling and this awareness stay with you for the entire day. So there we go. We are ready to get into this incredible second part interview with Robert Bonomo. That's the devil in Buddhism. Because we have to remember the Buddhist, the Buddha, the the Vedic culture has has a common root. No, that Indo Indo European root with what later became Greek culture. So there is a connection, even historically, if you go far enough back. The, the Vestas from Iran, right? All of that comes from an original culture. So you see these ideas appear again and again and again. Those are all really great points and, and a perfect way to, to look at the devil because, um, yeah, in Buddhism, again, Zen or whatever, it's looking at your own mirror. So like when you're mad or something or every, every time you're mad or you're upset or you're judging something, you can just have a little look and see, you know, that's an opportunity for you to flip the mirror around on yourself. And, and it's so fascinating to see in the world how many people are really not great at receiving um, criticism. Now, not in the criticism that you're just talking smack because that's usually the criticism people like to offer is just talking some sort of smack, Um, but like actually quality criticism. And even if it is smack talk, take a look to see if it's true, you know, because most people, what they do is they defend themselves really quickly without having a look and they want to fire it back. That's not really, again, alchemizing or taking a look at that shadow or that mirror self. 
And I think that for the people that I've met that I, that I respect and have a high degree of, let's say, awareness or mindfulness or however you'd like to term it, um, and have general more peace. They're really good at receiving criticism if some is offered and, um, and just basically looking at themselves and their actions and, and, and having the ability to do that with, with non-attachment just because you have the shadow. And I think you made a really great point in saying it's not that we're all perfect. We definitely aren't. And that's probably one of the problems we have is we don't want to look at those dark parts because we're quote unquote not supposed to have them. We all have them. You know, once you get to a state of awareness or uh, whatever, I can actually recall this specific conversation I had with a guy at Burning Man uh, two years ago. And he was in the military. And um, he also, I think from reading between the lines, he, he was into like some sort of like gang type of stuff, you know? And I think, you know, I, from definitely what he told me and he, he like really did some bad things and he was when I met him was in the process of reconciling all of those things that he did that he was not proud of. That was his own mirror, right? For whatever guys that he was under, for whatever reason, he did a lot of bad things is basically what we were getting to. And I remember that conversation saying, look, man, like, you know, I know that you did some of these things and you're not proud of them, but this is when you were in Maya. This is when you're in illusion. You were, you were doing, you know, whether it's, was for your culture, whether it was for your friends, you know, in the gang you were in or the upbringing you had or, or however you got to navigate being a kid and then a youth and trying to survive in this dangerous world of materialism and where it is frightening. Um, then going into adulthood and making specific choices. Now you're at a point where you're recognizing that maybe the path that you're on or what you're doing isn't aligned with this new awareness. This isn't aligned with this justice, with this other side that you're now seeing. So now you have a choice. It's different now. If you do the same thing you did before, you're going to be judging yourself on that own mirror, you know? And that's all that is, is, you know, when we're looking at that mirror, we're, we're judging ourselves. And I think that when we die, we, we judge ourselves because there's no hidden nook that we can look under. We know when we're being not good and, and not following our heart or being a total a-hole or whatever the case is, we know that. We know when we're yeah. operating in our own best interest, disregarding it. There's, we're not going to be able to hide anywhere. We're going to judge ourselves. And so this card, I think, is a good example of somebody coming to grips with that, now recognizing, and that's the difference that I said. I drew a line in the sand, and I was like, look, I was like, this is the difference. You're on the other side now, and you, and you know. Now you know. So you can try to find forgiveness for yourself, understanding that you're an illusion, but none of us are perfect. The only difference is um, now we can really just be – uh, very honorable and authentic with the choices we make, own up to them and do our best to make the best aligned choices of what we know is right and, and have our own sense of justice. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever watch, did you ever watch Breaking Bad, the, the show? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. There's one scene very at the end where he comes back and he sees his wife at the very end. And it's the last time he sees her. And it was very interesting he, he wants to say something to her and she looks at him and she says, don't you tell me you did this for the family. And he says, no, I didn't. I did it because I was good at it. That's the devil in the sense where he's finally being honest. He's finally being as honest with himself. He's not doing this because he's trying to save his kids or his family. He's doing it because he wants to do it. And in a sense, just that honesty and like your friend or this, this guy you met, the fact he can realize, look, I did a lot of stuff and I realize I'm not proud of it. But think of what he can gain from that. The humility, 
the lack of judgment when other people have maybe done some stuff. He has, he can bring some humility to it. And he also has that courage. He knows that in very difficult situations, he can be courageous, but he can bring it in a positive way. No, he's not, he's not being controlled by it. He's not chained to it. No. And, and, and that's, I think that's a really good example that you used of someone like that. Cause none of us are saints. We all have our baggage and it's kind of just opening it up and kind of cleaning it, you know, putting in the washing machine, <laughs> right? It's not going to come out a different shirt, but at least, you know, it's, it's not going to stink. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit, you know, exactly. And that's kind of what I wanted to kind of bring up a, you know, that point there was just that we we're in a culture and a society and, you know, like you look at old school Catholicism and things like that, where you have a dirty thought and you got to go confess it. You know what I mean? It's just like, we're coming from that perfection. It's like, we are flawed. We are all making mistakes. You know, even, you know, I'm sure the Dalai Lama has messed up thoughts every now and then, you know, it's just like, nobody is perfect. And, And when we can, when we can view that in a different way with a more empowering perspective, you know, realizing the goal is an angelic perfection, you know, right. and that's what throws a lot of people off and it creates a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. So, you know, just looking at the mirror, making a healthy process of it, analyzing, you know, changing that feedback. Um, if, if we did it and, and we feel yucky on the inside, let's not do that again, because we know that doesn't align with what, with what we're doing and then move on, but don't beat yourself up for the next week or next month. And what most people do a whole entire lifetime. Exactly. And a lot of people, like, I think in, especially uh, you're in Canada, but in the United States now, politically, you have this incredible polarization. And if you look at both sides, what they're doing is they're projecting. If you listen to what one side says about the other, you see a lot of projection going on. And what the, what, and the others want, they're both projecting their shadows on the, on each other. It's really funny. You can go from like one TV show from one side to another from the other. And there, there, there's very little introspection going on. Very little kind of, all right, what's our side doing wrong? None of that. It's pointing fingers, pointing fingers. You're doing this. You're doing that. That's the devil. That's the devil. And until, for example, in a cultural level where we can come to terms with who we are, what we do, we're not always perfect. We're not the, the best or the worst, right? You're, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to advance. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So I'm just looking at what's the, do you want to continue? What's the next one? Yeah, I think, if, yeah. Can you bring up the, the whole, that big one again? So we can kind of run through the, uh, uh, yes, I just, you remember you had that one with the, cause the next card is a fascinating card. It's the, it's the, uh, there we go. Tower. Bam. There you go. That one. Yeah. There we I go. My, my desktop isn't the cleanest. I've been, doing, <laughs> <laughs> I need some help with that. All right, here we go. Back up. Now, what's really interesting is once you, once you get through that, those kind of last tugs on the ego, the tower is a fascinating card. The tower is the collapse of all dogma. Hmm. The dogma dies. In Buddhism, this is where you slay the Buddha. In Christianity, in Christianity, this would be the moment when you realize maybe there wasn't even a Jesus. Maybe there was no guy named Jesus. But 
there is a Christ in me. You know, when, when, when the myth, when you kind of separate the history from the myth, a lot of people, when they do that, they just become atheists, you know? But then a lot of people, when they, they'll come back, they'll come back, but they come back on a higher level. Also in, in Catholicism, this would be very much associated with the dark night of the soul, that night of doubts. Because, and in Zen, this is really important, no? That you stop relying on <clears throat> all of the Zen dogma and you just feel it, you know? <clears throat> this is a very, very difficult card, extremely difficult. This is the one where you're ready to jump out literally jump out the window as they're falling, falling through. In my film, do you remember Fight Club, the film Fight Club? Yeah. Do you remember the last scene when all the buildings are collapsing and he's yeah. holding hands with her? That's what I use in, um, in the film. This is where it all comes down. But what's coming down here is your beliefs. Now, just one thing. If you look at the Hierophant, these are opposite cards, right? The Hierophant is kind of like the Pope, right? The structure. Here, everything that the Hierophant had that he taught you, it's gone. And now, the next three cards, the star, the moon, and the sun, the three luminaries, right? It's still the night, but the star, you begin to, you begin to, it's a complex, I don't want to have to go, it's, it's in the film, it's, it's kind of complicated. No, but this is kind of the, are you familiar with the Gnostic Sophia? Who kind of comes down in the Gnostic myth. She, she comes down and sort of saves mankind. This is a little bit that, that Sophia myth. Yeah, what's the last, Sophia, something, a pistis or something like that? Right, that the Pista the Sophia yes. is a very famous yeah. Gnostic text. Yeah. The myth of Sophia, just quickly in Gnosticism is, She's wisdom, no? So she's one of the aspects of the higher realm. And looking away from the Pleroma, she creates something not connected to her father, and that's this earth right. and the Archons. Yep. Yep. Then the she archons. comes down to save, to save us from the Archons. That's a little bit this card. This is that contact with Sophia. Notice she has no clothes on. From here on, there are no clothes. There's no mask. There's no persona. We just are who we are. Now, the next two cards, the moon and the sun, this is real alchemy. No. The moon, our mother, what dies and is reborn. No. And the sun, the eternal. Think of the cross. The horizontal, what dies, the temporal, and the eternal, the sun and the moon. Now the fool has a new mother and a new father. Hmm. And finally, judgment. This is the apocalypse. This is the end of time. It all dissolves. This would be in Zen, that moment of enlightenment. No? Time goes away and you're just completely connected. All truth emerges. Here I use... I use Campbell using um, one of what is it? It's it's one of the um, one of the Hindu gods in a circle, and he has a flame in one hand and a little tap in the other, and it's the flame that burns the veil of time. 
time ends. Because remember, time really is the enemy. If we, we live in time, but it, it, the infinite, there is no time. There are no stories. There is no order. The order of these cards dissolves and they're all one. Right? And finally, the world. This is it. You live balanced between the four seasons, the four elements, the four gospels in the eternal realm. She's inside the circle. This could very easily, this card was actually Christ. But so they didn't get in trouble with the church. They use, they use the feminine symbol here. But this is, this is the Christ consciousness that you've, you've found that balance. And this is the enlightenment. And that's basically the path. That's awesome. <laughs> I really like how this is laid out. You know, no one's, I've, I've had like a few people walk me through briefly, but not to that level of depth. And, and as I explored each card, I always um, saw the value in, in looking at it and, and reflecting it within myself. But to be taken through the whole story, I think there's a, there's a ton of value because we can relate to where we are in the story. And, um, what I found, you know, interesting about the last part where you look at the tower and then the opposite is the emperor, the empress. Well, for me, what that kind of symbolizes is an authority outside of you in these cards, right? So you can look back in, you know, Roman times or, or Jesus or whatever. It's just like, we know what's best for you you should listen to us and this is where you're going to get your beliefs from. And then you get all the way down to the end and you're, you're, cha- you're, you're basically become your own savior. You know, the Christ yeah. is within you're your own savior. Um, and you're your own guide and you have this new mother and father as you, you know, go through, but you have to go through this whole entire process. And, um, you know, it's funny looking through the cards, like from my own understanding as a kid, I was always very just curious about like, the whole entire process. So I was, I was like, well, how can there be so many different religions and one God, you know, how, like, what is, what is the root of this? This doesn't align or make any sense to me. Um, and so what, you know, so then I started looking at all of the different ones and what they were saying. And basically one of the roots of religions, it, when you look at, you know, the real teaching, it's God or the deity is within you. It's not a bearded man or some sort of thing out there judging you and like, you know, making you repent for all of your thoughts, which are like the natural experiences, you know, these, these downfalls, these limitations, these shadows that we all have there, you're not supposed to be ashamed of them. You know, you're just supposed to recognize them and learn not to act on them, you know, <laughs> and, and then improve yourself and find your own sovereignty. You're not, you're not to repent and burn in hell for all of eternity. So it's a, you know, it's a little bit of a different way of thinking um, and extremely powerful just to be laid out. And if you take each of these cards and the artwork, there's a lot of stuff in there. So I highly recommend people checking out each card and kind of looking at it in depth and exploring, um, what it, what the writing is and a little bit of the understanding, because you're going to kind of recognize and you're going to be able to, uh, take out some wisdom from the artwork, a little unconscious wisdom, a little, uh, message in there. You're going to be seeding thoughts into your own consciousness. Absolutely. These are really powerful archetypes. And, and what you can do when you, if you get a deck like a Rider Waite deck is just lay these cards out in, in this order. This is, I, I often use this order when I lay the cards out. And just, and just follow them. And it, for example, if you, if, you're, if you watch the film, kind of look, 
I have the film on my website. The film is in long form. It's a very long film. It's about two hours and 40 minutes. But then I break it up in 27 parts. So you can watch it part by part. And now you might want to watch a card or two a day and just go through and, and really begin to connect. No? But one thing I wanted to get back to you, that, the tower card. Everybody in their life, especially people who are a little bit older, have that moment when you stop believing something that is really crucial to you, no? For example, I traveled a lot when I was younger. And I remember one of the, my tower moments was when, as an American, you have to realize that whole idea of American exceptionalism, it's not true, no? I mean, every country is exceptional, right? You know? I mean, it's not like there's any, this idea that there's one great country and there's, you know, but when you're a kid, they drill that into you. They drill that into you. And when you have to accept that, it's not easy. But when you, and there's a sadness to it because you lose something, you know? And this can happen, this can happen on many, it can happen on, uh, with political ideas, scientific ideas, uh, worldviews, religious ideas. You know, it's very sad when you see people lose faith in God. It's something that's supported them for a long time and they, and they realize there is no God. That, that's the tower. It's not a happy call. It's not a happy moment in life. So, you know, but it, it's an important moment because if we never lose those dogmas, we never grow. How are you going to develop, right? Yep. hundred percent. You know, it's funny because the last podcast I did with uh, Dr. Wysong and uh, part of it is the beginning is how do we, um, deduce what is real, what is reality. And he has a big part on um, religion and how he went through that process and he was very religious. Um, and, you know, he got to the point where he didn't believe in what the religions were saying, but he always believed in this higher intelligence. Um, you know, like that there was some, there was some sort of, uh, like in, he used the ex example of a school of fish and there's this intelligence that moves them around and we are all a part of that. And I kind of use the example of, being in water and um, we're, you know, nature or God or sources the water and it's supporting us and it's supporting life and it's intelligent, um, but we're unaware of the water, but it is, it, it is a part of us. So do you have that kind of understanding that there is some sort of intelligence? Like what are your thoughts on like going beyond this kind of thing into like the exploring of what is consciousness? What did, what does the tarot teach you about consciousness? Um, God, uh, universal intelligence or anything of that nature oh yeah yeah because if, what happens is and i like to take it from a gnostic point of view when you're young and they tell you you know i think it was william james who said religion was believing in someone else's spiritual experience so you have a spiritual experience you tell me about it and i believe you that's religion when you have your own spiritual experience you don't need religion and you don't need, you don't even need God in a sense because you're connected to it, whatever it is, because God is always separate from us. No. And, and so you get a very kind of powerful kind of connection. I have to tell you, I mean, I, I'll the, probably the most powerful, and I, I had this experience in the middle of making this film, I was always a big Terrence McKenna fan. I love Terrence McKenna. Uh, but I had never done DMT. And so in the middle of making this film, 
I had an incredibly powerful DMT experience where I was just sent to Palookaville. I mean, it was another universe. And you know, when you have an experience like that, you know, no, I mean, <laughs> there, it's, you know, it's just a different, it's like, you know, so what the cards and what comes in this path is people will have experiences like that. And when you're connected, you know, you don't even, the, the dogma, it goes beyond words, you know? So I, I respect, I have a lot of respect for people who say, I believe in God or I'm, I'm a Christian because I think that spiritual, it shows they have a spiritual life. So I'm very, and if you, if someone asked me, do you believe in God? I say, of course, of course I believe. I do. Like when Young in the film, I use that quote from Carl Young. Have you ever seen that quote where they ask him, when you were a kid, did you believe in God? He's like, no, of course. And did you go to church? He's like, of course. And the guy, he's about 80, 80 years old. And the guy from the BBC says, so do you believe in God now? And Young laughs and he goes, I know I don't believe in God because I know, <laughs> right? You, you stop believing in somebody else's experience because you've had your own experience. You know? And sometimes you don't even need words for it. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a really powerful statement. I've never heard it put that way. Uh, can you say it's it one more film. time? Oh, is yeah, it? it's in the film. It's in the film on the section of archetypes. Yeah, he asks, he asks him, do you believe in God? And he says, no. He goes, I don't have to because I know. Right. And it's, yeah, believing in someone else's experience. But like, I think, well, it's just that sentence and then then they try to project it on you. Like that's the way. So like, let's say back in the day, or let's say right now religion doesn't exist. And I've had an experience, uh, which I have had like wild ones that were make me know that there's something, it's a thing. And I was skateboarding and, you know, I skateboarded my life and then it happened at this park and there was a rock nearby and there's four birds and that's when it happened. And so I tried to recreate that for each individual. It's like, you got a skateboard, 20 times a day, then you got to make sure that, you know, this is the diet that I was eating and there's got to be four birds around and <laughs> this is the path. And if you don't do these things each and every day, then you can't have the experience that I had. And this is the path in the way. And the idea is that they're infinite paths home. And we all have that right. We are all connected, each individual one. And with the podcast that I just had in this one, cause I like to tread lightly on, you know, people's belief systems and things like that. Even though you listen to this podcast, it can be challenging in every way. And that's kind of the point is to explore these ideas, to explore in like a non-judgmental way, but to find the real business of like what's going on. But what I have found is that when you do have that experience, that's so profound and unexplainable is beyond words. Like you said, it is, I've had them. They're, far beyond words. And you know, I know no one's going to convince me. Like I remember when I was a kid, you know, I went over to my best friend's house at like 10 or 12 shout out Ian Aikenhead. I hope you're doing well, my friend. Um, you know, I was, I was like, yo bro, you got to come to church with me because I can't have it. I can't be having you die and then go into hell for all of eternity. I love you way too much for me to let you go and how that's way too long, man. Like you, this can't happen. And I was really concerned about it. And, um, you know, it's just that idea that's perpetuated that creates this fear. And, um, you know, for me thinking about a, a higher intelligence or a thought process or a spiritual view, or actually even reading the teachings of Jesus, of Buddha, of Krishna, of, 
uh, religions and ideologies that I personally align with, it wouldn't have that in there. There's not, there's not a, um, well, like a prerequisite, you know, you don't have to do 400 pushups and 20 Hail Marys or whatever thing that they add on top. You know what I mean? It's like they're, we're, you're all connected. You have the Christ within you. If you're going to go the Catholic way or the Buddha within you or whatever the case is or the source or the atheist within you, you could be an atheist if you want. Um, but if you have one of these experiences, it's, you're not going to go, oh, it's the bearded God or it's the non-bearded God or it's this other God. It's just like, okay, there's a source that I am definitely connected to that is in me. And oh my God, I don't know anything. And I am in this like, you know, it's yeah. like if you look at what we monitor as far as senses go, we're only perceiving a little bit. So there's higher senses. And maybe it's like a dolphin waking up and then the dolphin realizes it can jump out of the water or something like that. Yeah. But I love your example about the, the skateboard and the rock. <laughs> like I had it then, so you got a skateboard with the rock and the four birds. That's brilliant. Yeah, because you can't, you, you've got to at some point. Now, I'm not against, remember, remember, let's remember what religion means. It means reconnect, religare. And what does it do? The, it ha, religion has two things. It has a liturgy and it has a mythology. All right. And those help us. I was raised in extreme Catholic family, you know? And I'm very grateful for that because it, it gave me some place to start. Religion is fabulous. And now I can go back to Catholicism and I see things that I love. Yeah, I'm, I'm not anti-religion at all. But like you said, you got, you got to go out there and experience. And you can. You can experience. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, I think that's a good point too about the like the religious aspect. And I think that that's where the real value is is in community. It's in yeah. community and, and understanding. And they build these really strong communities, and you have these bonds, and those are all fantastic. And we want those. Um, it's just a challenge is when you know there's these other things that go with it that might limit your perception and view of reality. And this love, which is, you know, I love it because God's love is unconditional. But if you don't come to church on this day and you believe this, I'm sorry, I can't love you and we can't hang out because you're a Satanist and F you. And if I see you, I'm going to stone you. Like, whoa, hold on a second. You know, and maybe, maybe it's not that far, but, you know, the idea of not being able to say hello to your fellow man or communicate or, or value them, even though they may believe something different. And I think that's where the, the danger lies and where people of any belief need to just not need to, but could. Um, entertain the idea of just opening up and allowing someone to have a, a absolutely polar opposite belief and just allow that belief to be and then be able to connect with them on a human level you know come over for dinner I had this like idea of uh, I wanted to do these like team earth skits and um, you know one of them could be uh, like a Muslim moves to town right and then um, somebody's cruising down the street and then you know throws a brick to their window and just says like F you you terrorist you know piece of crap or something and then you know make swear words and make it super fast and then the neighbor comes over right and he looks and sees what happens and he just walks over he helps him clean up he's like, don't worry man you're cool with me and he high fives him and it's all good and then in the next scene i don't know how this guy had his awakening or something but all three are at dinner the neighbor the guy who threw the brick and then um the guy who helped and then it's just, and then the guy who threw the brick is like, I'm sorry about that, bro. And then the Muslim guy's like, nah, it's all good. You know, they're just eating food together. And it's so simple, 
But the idea of like spiritual mastery and community, it's like, it's the simplest thing. It's getting along, right? You don't see four-year-old kids doing stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's this ideology or belief that makes us act a bit crazy sometimes. And we got to address that aspect of it. And remember, we are all three of those guys. There's a part of us that's throwing the brick, a part of us that's always the victim. And there's another guy who's trying to mediate the two, no? So when you finally realize, yeah, I've thrown a few bricks and I've gotten hit by a few bricks and, you know. And one other thing that's so important nowadays that people get so confused on. Mythology, there's a wonderful definition of mythology is what never was but always is. It's something that never happened, but that's true. People confuse mythology and history. And that's a very big mistake. It's apples and oranges, no? You can't, if you start doing that, if you begin to materialize something that's mythological, you get in all sorts of problems, all sorts of problems. People have to be really careful with that because that's where our, our world is so fucked up in so many ways. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to cuss on this. Huh? Well, you, you can't. Just, I, I've only had a few swear words, but I have to push like the explicit. explicit <laughs> I have to go find it. <laughs> or put it like a little bit. I'm going to put like a little. I've never done this, but I'll do like some sort of stupid, stupid sound effect. Sorry, sorry. Oh, that's sorry. Not, not but, good. but you know what I mean? That it, it, when we can understand that these are stories, they're not history, but people confuse that. But there is truth in the story. No, that's the key of mythology. And people get confused with that and it causes a lot of problems and tensions. No? Yeah. And that, you know, it's kind of getting a little bit uh, deeper for me on this just idea that I will just dive into because it's on my mind. Um, but, you know, with stu I studied the summer with the Native American elder. Uh, his name's David Lombert Senapas, really fascinating character. Uh, he's a scientist. He has put balloons into outer space, several of them, um, and was taught advanced math, chemistry, engineering, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, his history is 20,000 years old, so it has the Christ, some say, quote, unquote, myth or story. Um, mm -hmm. It's got Buddha in there. It's got Western. It's got all this kind of stuff. Um, and so he, I was like, what are the most important books that I can read? And he goes, the Bible. And I was like, well, what's the second one? He's like, the Quran. I was like, well, I was like, what? I was like, I was like, why? And he's just, I was like, I thought like there's like, these weren't true stories. He's like, some of, he's like, a lot of what's in there is true, but they, they embellish and they mess stuff up, you know, they, but they, how they use it, that's the big myth. But you need to understand how your culture, because he's Native American, so it doesn't, our culture or in gods and religion do not apply to him. You need to understand how your culture creates a God. And so you have that experience and maybe Christ existed, maybe all these other things, but once they put the pattern and then once you've got that pattern in there, like the, the skateboarding or the hail Marys or repent for your sins or whatever, that's when the, that system can come in and you can build these big churches and you wear these certain clothes and this is the way. And since I've studied psychology and hypnosis and mass hypnosis, you know, you have the ritual, you have the songs, you have the fear, you know, you have this process now where we're all trying to go to the same place. And so it's looking at these systems from a really high point of view, like a really uh, a broader understanding. And so it can go, you know, deeper into the idea of, you know, looking at like uh, psychics and mediums and all that kind of stuff, which is my show is an open platform for. Um, now the chat in, in talking to angels and mediums, that's all great and good. Now, if you're going to say, I'm talking to your person on the other side, 
and you know in your own heart that you're using specific tricks that magicians use that uh mental that mentalists use which i know then that's not an honest thing and like faith healing and stuff like that and you look at darren brown and uh, people like james randy they're looking at this and say hey there are mystical things that happen in this world. There is an unexplainable element that we submit to. That's real. Uh, we all want to connect to this source, to this water, to this energy, to this collaboration. But they, they do have systems in mythology, like you said, mythos. And then, then it's implanted as reality and then used in a not so good way, usually to make money. So Absolutely. that's kind of what I wanted to share. And I, just to say one thing about the cards, you can use the cards for, dip, for playing a game. You can use them on another level for divination. And you can use them on another, another level to really help you open up. There's, you see how in, in all of this, now there's a lot of people who, who use the cards for divination to just milk people for money. I mean, you have to be really careful. There are a lot of good people who, who read cards, but there are also a lot of people who are just making it's a business. You know? So be careful, be careful. And and you know what I think? I know what I think it is actually now. I'm glad you said that because the clarity, right? Because it's a fine line. It's oh, yeah. when you're talking about, I forget which card it was, uh, the middle one, where it's, you go too far with it, right? Because all, right. Yeah, yeah, right? Because I've used them before and I love them and I could get a tarot reading and I've loved them. They're awesome because all of this is applicable. If you just take time to think about any of these concepts, it's quality thinking time. Because it, it matters to you. You can see how that's playing out in your reality right now. That's quality stuff. But if you overshoot it and you're like, this is the one way and this is it. And, and then people will take that. They, put, they grab the jacket and they put on the throne. And now they're special because they've got something that you don't have. That's, I think, right. where, where you just overshoot it a bit. It's a great tool. All of this stuff is, is awesome. Just look at if you're in the process of overshooting it, you know, because, um, you know, that's when it gets into the zone of like, not, you know, that's not cool, but that's also the process of learning and growing and evolving. So I don't know why I need to share that, but I think it's because the process now for me, look in my own research of finding out what are the limits of what we're capable of self healing, healing each other, telepathy, things like that. And what, and who's out there taking that idea, overshooting it, making money and who's out there trying to do the science on it, um, share procedures and empower people with knowledge, ancient knowledge um, or uncommon knowledge that will support people's way of life and process. Yeah. And two things there. There's a danger. If you have a really powerful spiritual experience, you can fee you begin to identify with that, that I am that. And that's where you get the guru mentality. Come to me and I will enlighten you. You know, and Terrence McKenna used to always say that. What do gurus usually want to do? Take your money and have sex with you. You know, you have to be very, because what, why? Because of the ego. Look at Oshu, you know? I mean, at the end, riding around in a Rolls Royce with the gold and with this and with that, you've got to be so careful because when you have these experiences, the inflation of the ego, it can crush you. It's very, very dangerous, no? Remember, Jesus said, no man can have two masters. You, it's either the ego or it's or or your your loyalties lies beyond yourself. You know? So when you see one of the 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 red flag should always be the massive ego. 
beware. Yeah, that's what you say. Watch your wallet, and you know, if you're a woman, <laughs> be very careful. No, seriously, and I say that seriously because a lot of these gurus know it's oh, I'll enlighten you, and they take all your money, and God knows what they do with you. So you have yes. to, be, you have to remember, you got to keep that. In the end, like you said, you, you know, it's you can't go to that where you were skateboarding and put the four birds there in the rock. It's not going to happen. You got in the Grail myth, they say you've got to find the darkest part of the forest and go in alone. What's the Grail myth? Can you explain that? Oh, the the myth of the Grail, the Holy Grail. I should, uh, with, uh, I should not admit Marshall I don't know this, but please share. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's it's one of the it's one of the most important medieval myths of um, well, there's a young knight Parsifal, he he finds this castle and there's there's a grail, it's a cup, and this cup, everything comes out of the cup, eternal life, anything you want, it's basically it's the philosopher's stone that turns no, and the and the grail myth is basically the myth of Parsifal searching for this grail after he finds it he loses it and he goes back and it's a very important part of my film in the film uh, in the fool section i identify the fool with parsifal but the, the 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 grail myth is a fascinating it's an old celtic myth of course the irish always fighting it was a bowl so what they would take dead soldiers throw them in this big cauldron this boiling cauldron and the soldiers would come out alive again they'd send them back out <laughs> it's a very ancient myth it's a very fascinating myth okay so they go into the forest alone to find it can you summarize it or did you yeah yeah so it 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 at, at king arthur's at the at the round table no this is all connected to king arthur at the end they decide to go out and find the grail and what they say is we're gonna all Leave, we're going to all leave now and we will enter the forest alone, not together. We're going to enter alone at the darkest corner. Because especially in the Western tradition, we have to find it ourselves. A guru is not going to give you this. No one is going, no one is going to open it up for you. They can guide you. They can give you a kick in the ass this way or that way. But they're not going to lead you, you know, they're not going to lead you to the promised land. You have to find it yourself. That's the tower. No, that dark night of the soul. You have to go through that. And you have to go through that alone. No one can, no one can walk you through that. It takes courage. And it's not for everybody. But once you begin, <laughs> you know, it's hard to go back. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I totally agree. And we've kind of, ruin my idea of a sweet new modern religion of just <laughs> skateboarding and <bird> life. <laughs> but i love it man yeah, <laughs> I love it. yeah. Uh, uh, man well this has been really this has been really good and really entertaining i think really valuable um before we close it out because i want to be just respectful of time um i'm curious of a couple things one you can elaborate uh, if there's something that you wish that I had asked you, something that you wanted to cover a little bit more, um, I'm open. I got nowhere to go. You can feel free to bring that up. And then uh, the last question that I would ask is, you know, the idea if I were to put you on the spot and because you are aware that this is a process, I think that the zero card, the fool, which 
it goes into math too, which is interesting because studying with David, he's like zero, 10 doesn't exist. It's, it's, you know, and his, his math is one to nine and yeah. uh, it's really. 10 is one. Yeah. 10 is you're just back at one again. Yeah, right. exactly. So um, it's a whole different thing. And this is the science he used to put balloons into space and stuff like that. So it obviously, there's something to it. Um, so if, if the fool is zero and that's the empty mind, um, what from knowing this process, could you either like walk people through as like a concise idea of exploration or how to use the cards, um, in a way where they can get some cards and like get some value of it. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, this is like the summarized version of it, or here are some cards. Like how do the kid, they use cards to improve their life or, or the knowledge. It's a very mumbled up crappy question but maybe you can um no no yeah I, I think it's a great question because it, just to go back quickly my path really it, it it was initiated from the cards because i began trying to understand the cards and i i got into astrology i got into alchemy it really pushed me forward on a lot of the, the grail myth so what i would do is this is just my advice if you're not really familiar with the cards, buy a deck of the Rider Waite, the Rider Waite deck. Separate out the major arcana, put the minor apart for the moment, and just lay them out on a table. And just look at them. Just look at them and let them kind of, and try and lay them in that order. The zero at the top, one to seven, right? Eight to, uh, oh my God, now I'm losing my numbers. 8 to 15, right? And then 16 to 21. I think I've got the math there straight, but 7, 7, and 7. Then what you might want to do is, for example, you could watch my film, read a book, and you can start to learn, just learn the major arcana. Some of it's memorization, but some, and then if you watch, like in my film, I use a lot of music, art, to try and feel the card, then study it a little bit, then go back to it. And remember, it's a path as well as an archetype. I would start there. Once you get there, you're going to find, if you, if you begin to go down the rabbit hole, it's in a very deep rabbit hole. But that'll get, that'll get you in the hole, so to speak. Got it. Cool. I think that's really good advice. And I, and I do think that that exploration is really important because like we're sharing, it's archetypes. And yeah. if you start to do your own research on these, you know, myths, why do myths stay around so much? Um, if you do, if you look at religion from a different perspective as uh, uh, an ideology and a philosophy with some powerful truths in there and some other stuff, you know, you're, you're, you're widening your own awareness and you're empowering yourself to alchemize your own understanding that that higher consciousness and that awareness comes through thinking and analyzing in yourself, but you have everything you need. You don't even need the internet. Um, I, I, there's a quote in the Bible. I don't know what it is, um, but I think, I think it's all the ideas. It's like, really, all you need to do to know God is like, intend it. Like, you just have to honestly ask. And it doesn't happen like tomorrow. It's just like, okay, you know what? I want to know God. And like some God appears and he's in your face and you know, all the answers of the universe. It doesn't work like that. It's like an honest asking and an honest seeker. An honest seeker will always find their path to the understanding in their own way. You know, maybe for you, it was ballet and Cheetos and, you know, four, um, 
possums in the park. And then that was like, holy crap, all of a sudden you've had this, right. this experience. Um, but the idea um, and the lesson is in that middle round when we're talking about justice and, and authenticity and humility, you know that guideline. And if you can get into that guideline, that's really where the mastery is. That's where that lesson is. And if you could walk that path, your life should unfold in a way that when you look at your mirror, when you die, when you look at your daily actions and then your monthly actions, your yearly actions, your life action in that blip, you're the one that's like, you know what? You were pretty aligned. That was good. You know, you didn't do all those things that you knew you shouldn't do. Um, and things kind of went a little bit more smoothly for you in a way that you we're creating in a way that you were finding you weren't empowering this other idea. You took control and, and monitored your way. I kind of went off in a ramp. Does that make sense? No. Yeah, I, absolutely. And I like the way you say it. It's you don't really need anything. You know, when I teach, I always tell my students, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you ask. If you ask the hard questions, and really, and really stick with them, that question will develop into another question. And you're never going to get all the answers. You ha that's one thing you have to realize it's, it's going to continue forever. And I think even after we die, we continue to become aware. But ask those tough questions. And one, one thing that's so important, the moment when you're stuck, most stuck, when you've asked everyone, you're like, I cannot figure this out. That's the most creative moment. That's when you get the insight. So don't get frustrated. Remember, that moment is your most creative moment. Ask good questions and, and accept the challenge of those tough moments. You know? Have a solid pair and just stick it out and, and, and you'll get through it. You'll get through it. And once you get through the first time, it's wonderful because then the next time comes up and you have that confidence. No, See, I, I can get through this. I can get through this. Ask, like you said, ask good questions. And you'll make it through. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's really good advice. And I think that I, I'm glad that you said that because I think that the ending of what I wanted to kind of reference was that the tarot are a really great place to, to dive into some research on what it is to be a human archetype. And they're going to open up the mind in different ways to these like ancient philosophies and these different ideas that are empowering thoughts. And the idea is to bring the power back in. If you're looking at any spiritual teaching, any consciousness teaching, esoteric Gnosticism, ideally it's empowering you and your connection to find that divine nature, God, universe source, Jesus Christ, I don't care, whoever in you as that higher being connected to it, uh, fully sovereign and amazing as you are without needing to go repent your sins or go to so-and-so box to do a so-and-so thing to get saved by a so-and-so idea. You know, you're the thing, you know, you are, all, you've always been it. You've always had it. And part of this is, is really mysterious. This, you know, we don't know, you know, the thing is we don't know. It's like when you have those experiences is like, you know, that you don't know. So you're cool with that. And it's going to be always an exploration and honesty and humility. So again, I got caught on a rant, but I wanted to say that that's a good starting point. And uh, I just appreciate you coming on and, and sharing and doing that. You can, you can add on. Want to add on? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that that was beautiful. That was perfect. That was it, man. I like Ah, oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't, you know, I haven't had a chance to check out the documentary, but I definitely am going to now. Um, and I'm excited to have a peek. And as you explore that, you know, it's, it's really a process of exploring the self. So I appreciate you putting that together, uh, doing the research and um, 
putting that together in a way that's that's fun and that's entertaining because that's a good start. You know, we can sit down and uh, turn on yeah. some entertainment to spark a seed of our own uh, personal development and personal growth. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, and it, it and it's it's completely free. It's on YouTube. Just put go to YouTube and write the Twenty One Faces of God, and it'll pop up. And just remember, there's a long form version and a serialized version, so you can watch it in parts. Or if you're brave and you got a bottle, you know you can watch the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And so, where can people find more about you if they want to connect or ask questions or anything like that? Oh, sure. Yeah, my website is thecactusland.com. And then in the About Us section, there's a, I think I have my email there and all that kind of stuff. The Cactus Land? No, that's the, that was the title of my novel, Cactus it's, Land. It's a really great, it's a really great title. <laughs> I did not see that coming. It's a great ending. <laughs> that's awesome. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for the work. Uh, please stay in touch. And uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. I had a great time, man. Thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Peace. Take care, brother. All right, guys, that wraps up that two-parter with the man, Robert Bonomo. I hope that that was helpful, that that was informative, that you learned some things. I think that it was a really brilliant way to just go through the path of self-realization. You know, these this progression, it isn't complicated, but it is challenging to do in this life because, you know, we've got bills to pay, we've got dreams, we've got roadblocks, we've got limitations, we've got traumas, um, but it is really simple stuff. So I really hope that you enjoyed that episode. If you liked it, please share it on Facebook, share it with your friends, talk about the podcast. The best thing you can do if you want to support the show is to take the kindness challenge. Um, Just let me know you're doing it on Facebook and on on Instagram so I know if it's actually working. Um, And Just go hashtag kindness challenge and do three kind acts a day for a week or at the very least, just do one kind act today. Um, You know, pay it forward, get someone's name, that counts. Listen to somebody, write a kind letter, pick up a piece of trash, little things, man, that counts too. Um, So please do that and... uh, yeah, that's that's the best way to support. Um, if you want to support me on Patreon, that really does help. Uh, I can't even tell you how much it helps. It helps a ton. So thank you for those who support the show on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair and uh, toss a buck in the bucket. And even if a fraction of you guys do that, it really does support the work in a massive way. It's about a lot of people um, chipping in a tiny bit um, and then, you know, makes makes this a lot easier on me. And I appreciate it. Um, what else? Oh, go to mattbelair.com, sign up for the email list. Uh, check out the Zen Athlete book if you haven't. It is a guide to self-mastery. Gift that to somebody. Um, read it yourself, but it's how you identify a clear goal uh, from your heart that's defined. The best tools to get it to encode the beliefs you need, removing limiting beliefs, and then how to do that from a space of fulfillment wherever you are. So if you guys want to go deeper on any of this, if you are just a person who's really ready to level up in their life and create a life from their heart, if you're an entrepreneur, if you um, just are curious about going deeper into consciousness, spirituality, mindfulness, peak performance, just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and uh, we will get you hooked up. Just making an inquiry over there. And if you want me to come out and speak wherever you are, myself, David Lombear, Senapass, and even possibly Clifford Mahuti, uh, we are happy to come to where you are and um, and share the knowledge. And again, you can just make that inquiry on the website. So I uh, think that's it. 
Uh, thank you so much. Make sure to check out David Lone Bear Center Pass at LoneBearsArts.com. Please support him as much as you can. He is a truly special person, um, and he does need our help. So anybody out there who wants to help us in any way, um, whether it's volunteering with graphic, graphic design, administrative assistant, web, video, we need all that kind of stuff. And also benevolent angel investors. Check out some of the stuff he's working on. It's, it's mind-blowing. Um, so, yeah. So we definitely could use some help, and if you want to help, then we'll accept it. Um, so uh, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Um, such a privilege and an honor to have your attention. It is always my intention to bring you the most wise, intelligent, humble people of service to humanity to open up your mind to perspectives that allow you more peace, more freedom, more self-understanding, more fulfillment to serve you in some sort of capacity. And um, yeah, I, I hope that, uh, that, that that is what is being delivered to you. So I honor you and your intention and your life. And uh, I just want you to remember that you can create whatever you want to in this reality, that you're a powerful creator. It's done over time. It's not done in, in a day or a week. It's done over a lifetime. So, you know, give yourself that opportunity to pick a clear vision from your heart. Um, you know, know that you can achieve it. It's going to take some time and have the courage to go after it. And uh, you have all of my love, support and um, encouragement to do so. So anyway, let's uh, close this out with uh, just coming to a state of peace and coherence. So wherever you are in the world, just taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. Feeling totally connected to spirit, to nature, to source, to the universe. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries and all the self-limitations and self-criticisms. Taking in another deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath and just thinking about one thing that you are really grateful for. It could be a parent, a loved one, a pet, a job, a house. Being able to see or walk if you can't. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares, all the worries of the day. Taking in one more deep breath in through the nose. Focusing on one thing you're grateful for or multiple things. And just allow that energy of gratitude to swell up and amplify that energy. And I want you to send that energy out to your friends, your family, your coworkers, to everybody you've ever met. Sending them gratitude, love, peace, and encouragement. See it go out to your city, into your country, into the entire world. See it go out to the galaxy, past, present, future. And I'm sending all of my love, support, encouragement, inspiration, uh, knowledge, well-being, <laughs> Uh, positivity and kind words for you to remember that you can create, that you're enough, that you're amazing just as you are. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Have an incredible day and I will see you in the next episode.